Joining us on the program today, we have Chickasha School Superintendent Rick Crosland. Rick, thanks for coming in. I always appreciate you coming in to talk about what's happening with school system. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure to come. Well, here we are. The, the final week of school is about to get underway, and uh, everybody's excited. Uh, the kids, the teachers, admin, uh, a lot you're, of folks. You're uh, right. Everybody yeah. is excited. It's the countdown. Thursday's out. Thursday is the last day of school. School is out uh, uh, that day, and then we have graduation the next day. Mm -hmm. That's a big plans for that. That'll be in the auditorium, right? So it'll be uh, Friday night, May 20th at 7 p.m. in the Activity Center. And uh, we're looking for a great time. It'll be packed, so if you plan on attending, you better get there early and get your seat. No COVID restrictions this year, no right? No COVID yeah. restrictions. Yay. And we are very <laughs> excited about that. I'm, I'm COVID out. I don't know about you, but I'm done. Most everybody is, I'm pretty sure. Yes. So uh, we want to talk to primarily i guess today about uh, the new five-year plan that the school board approved this last week uh, what a great uh, effort that's been undertaken over the last 10 months so we've been working with oklahoma state school board association uh we this process started back in august of uh, 2021 and um actually in all honesty it started before that we were right. compiling data and putting all that together over the uh, last summer and so, but in August of last year, we launched the surveys that went out to all the parents, went out to teachers, went out to the community. And then in September, we held community forums. And I was just going to say, uh, the K-20 Center out of OU mm -hmm. is a big instrumental part of this, too. And to talk about that center a little bit and, and why bring this uh, outfit into help you with your long-range plans so uh when you contract with the oklahoma state school board association they partner with the k-20 center for all the data mining um, all the information you get back from the surveys uh, the feedback from the community forums um, and then they also look at the mountains of data because it was just stacks upon uh, stacks of data that we presented to them um, over the district for the previous five years uh, when we started that so they go through they analyze all that they put it together and uh, then we start our meetings uh, where we meet with a group of 30 people from across the community made up of patrons, parents, alumni, teachers, administrators, and students. And um, we just show them everything. And so that's when the K-20 Center uh, literally starts working with us. Uh, the, all the other parts done behind the scenes, but in those meetings, uh, they come and they present all the data. And they just show it to them. Here's what the data says. Here's what the data is showing. Um, and it's just trend data, really. You know, this is your enrollment. This is your student achievement. This is your um, discipline. This is your whatever over the past five years. And um, then we just let the group start talking, and we let them start working. And What were some surprises you found in the data, do you think? Well, I mean, it's been no surprise to us that um, previously, before this year, we've been on an enrollment decline. Yeah, in the district since 2016 we had lost roughly around 500 students um, <clears throat> and so um, that, that was probably just the size of that number was really kind of eye-catching to a lot of people um, going through uh, as many superintendents as we did in a short period of time was pretty eye-catching uh, when you consider since 2017 2018 we had gone through um, I was the third full-time, and then you had two interims as well. So, I mean, it's just just stuff like that that really caught. The number of transfers, I think, has been interesting, but that's part of that 500 number that was in there. Well, I say all that to say this year we're up by 200 kids, so that was a nice swing to have back. Um, I think student achievement was another thing um, 
that's been, I don't know, eye-catching, but it's been uh, frustrating, especially with the pandemic, because you have one year where you have no state assessments, then the next year you have state assessments, but it's all, um, it's the year that we had so many quarantines due to COVID and those type things. Students are in and out. Uh, you're not able to uh, test every student because students are quarantined, this and that. And test, uh, test scores were down across the entire state of Oklahoma. It was actually down nationally. So you have some areas that are performing um, in the state that's below 10% pass rate statewide for areas of reading and math. And it's just, it's just very frustrating as an educator. Uh, someone to say that that's a referendum on education, and in, in my opinion, it's not. It's, an, it's a referendum on what's going on. And we've got to be able to handle pandemics and all those things um, where we can continue living and working and teaching and those type of things. So we have really been focusing this year on those learning gaps of kids, uh, making sure our curriculum is truly aligned to Oklahoma academic standards. We've been doing some curriculum rebuilding and alignment um, that was spawned from this process. And so we're excited to see what our state assessments will be from this spring that are wrapping up um, this week. What will that data be at? That data will, should be out sometime late summer. And we'll get uh, early results, which will not be um, – they will not have gone through and taken care of any of the problems or anything like that. It'll just be a pure raw number. But then you'll get your final official data, hopefully July or August. And I'm hoping for July, so we'll have it so we can start next year and really see what those gaps are. Because I want our fourth grade teachers looking at third grade assessments and seeing how our kids did that they have in their classrooms as a fourth grader, for example. Um, it's kind of hard to make a, a lot of good decisions off of data when you get it in October. And school started three months ago. So I'm hoping we'll get it. Hoping, fingers crossed, the state has not said yet mm -hmm. when they'll for sure have it out. Okay. So the uh, the uh, distance learning did that work necessarily uh, statewide or well research is going to tell you that virtual online learning is not a, a productive successful format across the board. There are some people that it works really really well for, um, but for on the majority, uh, the most part, it does not work. Uh, it's far too easy. So anybody that's done a Zoom meeting in the past year, and I'm sure most people have done at least one Zoom meeting or some one online meeting, find that it's very easy to be distracted. It's very easy to be trying to multitask, quote unquote. Um, uh, I will tell you, I own it. I'm one of them. I find it very easy to be somebody else come in and say they need to talk to me and there's a meeting going on on the computer or there's a phone call that comes in or there's you know, something that happens and they need your immediate attention and then you completely lose focus on what's happening uh, on the screen. And it's the same thing with kids. Uh, you know, it might not be an urgent phone call, but, you know, it's the squirrel factor. You know, I'm a squirrel and they're off doing something else mm -hmm. or thinking about something else. And um, as just online learning cannot make up for that. It, it just it cannot. So we, it's truly the best to have kids in front of teachers and um, – that, that is the system that works the best. That's a system that helps them capture those learning gaps and be able to move forward. Um, so our online learning program has really decreased. However, we want to make sure that we have one that is in existence that meets the needs that are currently going on. During the pandemic, we had over 600 kids enrolled online. This year, we've had less than 30. Uh, we could have doubled that number very easily, uh, but we chose to keep it restrained down. Uh, just simply because we want kids in the classroom. 
working with teachers and being successful there. It can come in handy for snow days, which the you use effectively this comes, year. It does come in handy. Um, but what you have to kind of gauge and measure there is, um, you know, can we get everything out before the kids leave uh, for school for the next day? And, you know, do we have snow? Do we not? We'll see. They have to bring it all back if we don't. Um, but anyway, uh, it does work well, allows us to spread out our snow days. So we actually have one more snow day in, in, on the books this year. And uh, unless we have to use it in the next week, we get out on Thursday. Otherwise, yep. Friday, we're in school, but we're not. <laughs> Don't see that happen. So no, we're not going to see that happen. <laughs> but we try to use it smart and, uh, you know, just be smart about it and make sure that, you know, if there is a day and we can plan for it and it doesn't look like we're going to have a ton of power outages, then absolutely we're going to try to do that. But otherwise, we'll have a snow day and maybe the kids get to play in the snow. There you go. Okay, let's get back to this uh, five-year plan now. And uh, so there's four uh, areas uh, that you had some intense study on uh, throughout the district. So our so. community committee um, identified four goal areas. Uh, the first one is student achievement and with a big focus on ELA, math, science, and college and career readiness. The second goal area is culture and community, and we just want to increase parent community involvement at all of our school sites, have consistent discipline procedures, and then a district-wide program to recognize students, staff, and teachers uh, the third goal area is personnel. We want to recruit and retain the best personnel for our school district, and then we want to develop and enhance our personnel. We want to grow them. Uh, there is a teacher shortage going on nationally, and so uh, we want to, the people we get here, we want to really help them and grow to become great teachers. Plus, still battling Texas. Yes, we are. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, still some a teacher exodus, not from just Oklahoma, but other nearby states that yes. are just... You know, mm -hmm. Texas uh, can offer a lot more money than they do. Some of the nearby states. I'm not going to so. say how much on the radio because yeah. I don't want anybody getting yeah. any ideas. But yeah, <laughs> don't they, blame they me. Can. <laughs> the last goal area is resources. Um, we want to focus on technology. We want to focus on our facilities and transportation, and then uh, we always want to make sure that we're financially, fiscally sound uh, as we move forward. So let's detail some of these uh, areas one by one. First of all, uh, and there's is there any uh, timeline? Like we're going to do goal one first and goal two second or? So we're actually going to start working on our all four goals immediately. Okay. Uh, we've actually already started taking some steps. If you go back and look at the uh, board agenda, uh, we had a job description uh, on there. For from some, this last week? From this last week. And um, that job description uh, talked about online learning. And then it also talked about helping people with teacher certifications uh, for our uh, teachers that are emergency or, or alternative certified. Well, that falls under our third goal area, personnel, um, and they specifically talked about adding to our personnel department net to have somebody that focuses on those things. Uh, we already have our principals and everyone working on discipline procedures. Uh, we're, we're reviewing all of our student handbooks. Uh, we're going to have consistent discipline uh, procedures and plans across the district um, from Bill Wallace all the way up to the high school. So it will be appropriate, age appropriate for the students that they're working with, but it's going to be very consistent very much so you'll have the same vocabulary the same thought process and everything as you work your way through so friday uh, may 13th we have the community committee coming back together we've named uh, chairs for each of the goal areas and uh, they'll be the ones they'll be monitoring and facilitating the work across the district and so we will have regular updates to the school board and we're going to do those every other month uh, because we also want to work in staff reports about other things that's happening in the district can you tell us who the chairs are <clears throat> I can't if I can remember them off the top of my head here. So goal area number one for student achievement is um, 
Milton Bowens and Tammy Swinburne. Goal area number two for culture and community is Mona Greenfield and Jerry Dombray. Goal area number three for personnel is Pam Ladyman and Dr. Demika Norwood. And goal area number four for resources is Jennifer Stegman, Dan Turner, and Joe Mulder. And so the reason why each of those people were selected is because parts of each of those goal areas fall underneath their job responsibilities and duties. I'm overseeing the entire plan, so I'm involved in everything. Um, I'll be working with each of these chairs on each of these goals. Uh, this will be discussed at every monthly principals meeting. And like I said, there'll be regular updates that will be presented to the school board that will be posted online as well for people to be able to see. Um, this is not a plan that's going to just be in a binder and goes on a shelf and is forgotten about and dust collected and we look at it in five years. Uh, we're going to work on this. Uh, we will have an annual uh, review meeting with our community, uh, community committee every June and we're going to go over and break down our progress over each of the four goal areas. And um, we're going to share with them everything that we've done. We're going to get their feedback. We'll make our plans for the next year and we will keep trucking along until we get to June of 2027. My goal is, is that it will not take us five years to meet everything in this plan, but uh, we're going to work with Fidelity to make sure that uh, we get there. Let's talk about some things that uh, are close at hand uh, this fall. I know we've had you on the show before to talk about uh, a bond issue coming up probably mm -hmm. August. Right? August 23rd is our uh, goal election date, and it will be the primary runoff before the general election. So um, there'll be some other names on the ballot. Uh, I saw the ballot for uh, June already, and, uh, man, there's a lot of names on that ballot. Yeah. <laughs> and so oh, it should be decreased and uh, kind of whittled down. Uh, but August 23rd, we'll be running a, uh, should the school board approve the proposal, the, the resolution uh, that we'll be sending to them, um, we will have the election on August 23rd, and it will be for right around $56 million. It's going to be the largest bond issue to go before voters in, it the, will history be. the, district. Yeah. in the history of the district for a, uh, we've never had one this big it's a 15-year bond uh, it will touch uh, every school district every school building in our district um, we are putting in there of uh, trying to tackle technology uh, curriculum transportation uh, student furniture uh, teach staff furniture needs we have not made a concerted effort to purchase student furniture in this district in at least a decade. And uh, there's a lot of wear and tear on desk uh, when you have kids coming and going. And so we, we've got to address some of those needs. Uh, we also want to work in being able to um, make sure that we can purchase and upkeep our band instruments, our uh, uniforms for athletic teams, our band, choir, drama, all them. Um, at the same time, we need to address some capital improvement projects as well. Uh, I know on your programs you've talked about the stadium, and um, the stadium has served us well since 1949. Football stadium. Yep, yep. the football stadium. But there are some um, there are some concerns. We've had multiple uh, architects and engineers and construction managers come out and look at our stadium, and we have had to section off parts of it because it's no longer structurally yeah. sound to have people on it. So we need to, our voters to really consider the stadium and um, its future life. Um, it's, there's a lot of memories there. We're not trying to take anything away from it. But we've, we've hit a point where we've got to do something to address those needs. We can no longer completely uh, bring the stadium to capacity safely. And the problem is, is that those concerns are only um, exasperating uh, the longer we have a discussion uh, because of the wear and tear. 
and and so but it's a great stadium we're not trying to take anything away from it right um but we would also work on the track and field our track is in bad shape we need to work on it for our track team and our students they need to expand it it's a six six lanes it's a six lane and we need to need to go to an eight lane so we can actually hold a uh, track meet um and host it uh just for the county for our district for um potentially for state uh, track meets as well as what we like to do um we'd like to have new areas for uh, the um, field events as well so that way with uh, if we go with the turf on the uh, football field uh, there will be no problems there um, by doing a turf on the football field it will save us uh, money and manpower it'll save us money in maintaining watering seeding all the time we spend mowing caring and uh, um, taking care of that field but additionally we'll be able to add uh, concussion padding to the turf and so that would help all of our players out there from our team and the opposing teams. And we've got to keep up with the Joneses. You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody in the regions uh, pretty much has turf. Everybody pretty much has turf, yeah. and all I've been hearing is – I mean, bigger – like 4A uh, well, above. Well, all I've been hearing much. is Anadarko yeah. just got turf. Right. And, okay. And Alec has yeah, turf. Yeah, Alec for, has turf. Everybody but, has turf. Why not the fighting <laughs> chicks? And I'm not so much at keeping up with the Joneses. We just want to make sure that we have – great facilities um, that are good for our kids and our parents and our patrons, but also that are safe for our kids and everybody else. And uh, so we do have some safety concerns sitting over there at Memorial Stadium. But we will touch um, every campus, and uh, some will have some construction projects. Some will have some demolition projects. There are some buildings that we need to um, uh, just remove. And uh, so if you're wondering, uh, the old South Elementary, um, would be one of those that we'd be looking at taking down the old barracks building behind the administration building would be another one um, the um, we spent a lot of time looking over at the um, middle school the old middle school gym uh, some people call it the pit um, there are a lot of problems there and we feel like we're going to have to remove that building as well um, Myers so, Fieldhouse still in good enough shape to Myers is in good yeah. shape and we'll continue to do renovations and improvements on it um, we, um, these are all buildings that we've just, we've had them professionally uh, reviewed and looked at, and they're just to a point where they're at, I keep hearing this term, end of life. So I hope I never hit that part sooner than later. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we've, we keep hearing that about a few of our facilities. And so uh, there are some demolition con, uh, costs in there, but we also want to do things that moves us forward in this bond issue and sets us up for another one and potentially nine, 10 years down the road that will even be larger, um, but it really will also uh, continue to change the scope and breadth of our buildings. The great part about this bond issue, George, real fast, is it's not a tax increase. So that's a plus, no it's doubt. It's a big plus. All right. Uh, and I know you've talked about this before, but uh, there's been the last six to eight months or so, a lot of improvements uh, have been done, uh, specifically uh, the roofing and some air conditioners like district-wide and I know the uh, uh, activity center was a big concern, but it uh, looks like that's taken care of. So if you've been around and you've been by any of our schools, you'll um, notice that we're really starting to wrap up that round of projects. Uh, the roofing projects are almost done. I think we still have the administration building left to finish roofing. Uh, we've replaced the fascia around it, but we just need to actually do the roof part. Um, I think we have a section over at Lincoln still left to do, and that will pretty much about wrap up roofing uh, from the insurance claim. 
there will be some roofing on the bond issue so we can just finish everything out. Um, we're still having uh, air conditioning units replaced. Uh, when you have 236 of them replaced, uh, that's a lot and it takes a little bit of time. And uh, But they're well through that project and I want to say we've passed the halfway point uh, on getting all those done. Uh, we continue uh, with technology improvements, and so our next big project, I hope to see us start working on and uh, have it ready um, for next school year, will be all the technology improvements we're doing at the Activity Center. And um, over there, we're doing about $300,000 worth of improvements, so you'll be seeing video boards um, throughout the entire uh, facility uh, from the um, lobby all the way through the gym down to the hospitality room. Uh, we'll have in-house streaming uh, available, so if there's something going on in the auditorium, it will stream to those video boards throughout the building. Same thing as if we have something in the gym. Um, it just be a, it just brings it up, helps people to be able to see and engage um, of what is actually occurring over there in that facility. Once we're done with that, then we're going to turn our attention to the high school and do some of those same things over there for them and their commons areas and those things for the kids. Um, Transportation upgrades uh, quite a bit uh, the last six months or so. Yeah, we've been able to uh, purchase our buses, our new activity bus, our people movers. Uh, you probably have seen those all over town. Uh, those are the most requested vehicles we've had, and I've got more requests for us to buy more of them. Uh, so that would also be part of the bond issue is we want to keep updating our fleet, um, which has been really, really um, a good thing for us. And um, What's the status on the switch over to propane? So we have uh, for school buses. Yeah, yeah. we've <laughs> we've sent over. I know at least one, maybe two buses for this for the switch, and that'll be something we'll be continuing throughout the summer. Um, we have about I think it's seven buses total, maybe eight buses that qualify for it. Um, but then as others come up for it, we'll be able to uh, switch them over as well. So we're real excited about that. It'll be good for the environment, good for our budgets as well. Uh, financially, we're actually setting the best we've been in quite a while. Uh, but before we get away, there is one thing I want to uh, just talk about is that over at the high school, we are starting a freshman academy next year, and it will be in the 900 building. And of course, it'll be for all of our incoming ninth graders. Um, they will be housed in that building for all of their core electives, so English, math, science, um, social studies. And um, they will have the same start and stop times as the other students, but they will have their own lunch. And one of the things that's real important to know is that it will be a closed on-campus lunch for freshmen starting next year. Uh, now, during their lunch, they'll still have the same length of lunch. We'll be offering um, periodically throughout the year different things for them, some intramurals, those type of things um, to work with them. We're going to have leadership for them. Um, but we are starting a freshman academy uh, for those kids. And uh, we're also excited about internships that we're bringing in for our seniors next year. And um, they'll be able to engage with some of our businesses across town as part of their uh, senior year. If a business is interested in maybe having a student in, what do they need to do? Uh, they just need to reach out to um, myself or Milton Bowens uh, over at the administration building. And uh, we can get them in touch with uh, Christy Oliver, who's heading that up for us over at the high school. Let's talk about uh, some of the great achievements uh, over the past year. And, of course, uh, how many valedictorians? Uh, this year? This year, I want to say... 20 plus, right? I, it's right at 20 um, valedictorians this year. Uh, state championships in Palm, state championships in powerlifting uh, for team and for some individual students. Wrestling? Um, had a state wrestling champion. had a state champion yep. in wrestling. And soccer, um, 
we'll see on Saturday, May 14th, how that goes against the Clinton Red Tornadoes. So um, I'm sure hoping that we can get a hundred dollar donation from their superintendent to our foundation. So how that? Let's talk about that. How that came about? <laughs> Who's that? Was it your your idea? Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Bridges from Clinton reached out to me, and uh, he and I are, are good friends. And um, I don't know if somebody else had him do it in a previous game or whatever, but he just said this is something fun they like to do, and I thought it's a great idea. I told him our foundation could, would love his hundred dollars. And it's game on, so we'll see what happens Saturday <laughs> afternoon. And, and we're very excited. But our our team has done really well. All of our teams have had great seasons, but we're very excited for the boys' team. Um, it was a lot of fun uh, watching uh, Matthew Yoakum kick that final um, penalty kick and send them to state the other night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Great. Uh, briefly, uh, what's going on for the summer? Summer. We have summer school starting on May 23rd, and it will run uh, for three weeks. It'll be over the second week of June. Um, it's a little short and abbreviated, but we're trying to capture kids before they we lose them for the summer and then try to bring them back, and hopefully our numbers will go up a little bit. Um, but it will be offered at every school site. Uh, we'll provide a meal for them every day. It'll be from 830 to 1230 and for those three weeks. And uh, we start summer hours on May 23rd as well. So our buildings will be open um, from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We'll be closed on Fridays. Um, and that will be that way for the months of June and uh, July. Um, what about a feeding program? Will the schools be involved in that at all? Or? Uh, through summer school is how we'll be doing that part. Okay, but as far as the community-wide thing? Uh, no. no. Not, um, like, not like in the past? Not like in the past. Um, a lot of those programs are, are really changing. Uh, as we're coming out of COVID, it's been real interesting to see – what they're continuing funding for and what they're not and all those type of things. But uh, all of ours will be through summer school. All right. And uh, the first day of classes next year will be? <laughs> oh, man, you're already pushing that envelope. <laughs> It'll be on Thursday, August the 11th. So right, don't well, ask me how I know that right off the top of my head, but it's some coming. in-service before that for the teachers coming in. Teachers so. will come in on Monday, starting Monday, August the 8th. And so it'll be 8th, 9th, and 10th for those things. Uh, that's when we'll have the majority of our schedule pickups, maybe the week before, some meet-the-teacher stuff. But Thursday, August 11th is the first day of school. And uh, what kind of teachers are we still needing that you might be looking for uh, over the summer? We need a, f a few special ed uh, teachers, special education teachers, and um, math. Oh, my goodness, I need some math teachers. But I think everybody needs math teachers. All right. So. Rick, thank you very much for coming in and sharing information about the Chickasha Public Schools. Appreciate it. Have thank a great you. summer. Thank you very much, George.